You're listening to the Break Free Podcast, where we show up, tell the truth, and do the work so that we can live God's best for our lives. Let's jump right in. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. It's Mental Health Awareness Month, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, our mental health. And I want to start off with the definition I found that says, mental health is the state of our psychological, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And that state fluctuates even for people without mental health challenges. Um, our mental health is just as important as our physical health. And I totally agree with that um, because I think a lot of times we spend so much energy on the outside, you know, appearance of ourselves, right? Our bodies and things like that. Uh, we have a gym membership, Peloton membership, watching YouTube videos or whatever the case might be. You're buying certain foods or you're watching what you eat, but it's just as important to know what you're thinking about. And sometimes I think we forget that we need to think about what we're thinking, you know, because we're busy, we're going here, we're going there, and it can be very easy for our minds to just completely be on autopilot. And so one thing that I think about as it relates, because that definition definitely talks about um, our spiritual well-being. And I don't know about you, but in a lot of conversations that I've heard around mental health, I haven't really heard a lot about the spiritual well-being um, part of it. You hear a lot about the psychological and the emotional, but the spiritual is super important. You know, our lives are navigated by our inner man, and that's the condition and the quality um, of our soul, right? God deposits things within our spirit, but it has to be able to get through our soul in order for it to manifest in our lives, right? And the soul is comprised of your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, and your imagination. And those areas of your soul have to prosper in order for you to prosper in the natural, right? In order for whatever it is that God has already pre-deposited into you before the foundation of the earth for whatever that plan and purpose um, is or those assignments are, they have to be able to you know, travel through your soul into physical manifestation in your life. And so today we're talking about the mental health, which affects, you know, um, or is connected to our emotions as well. So the Bible tells us in Proverbs 23 and 7 that, you know, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I love the scripture because it's so simple. It's saying, as you think in your heart, you are. And, you know, it's like, how can we think in our hearts? But it's just showing you the con that there's no disconnect between how you're thinking and how you're going to live. There's never going to be a difference between the two. And our thoughts drop down into our heart because our hearts are the production center of our lives. That's where everything is happening. And then out of our hearts, our lives are produced. So whatever is going on in our mind, right, drops the heart and out of our heart, our lives are produced. And so we have to condition our minds just like we condition our bodies, right? Good things in, good things out, bad things in, bad things out, right? Whoever said you are what you eat, hello, they were correct about that. So in the same thing, it's like you become what you think about because we're designed to become what we believe. And, um, you know, I think that one of the first steps to really developing a healthy mindset um, comes with challenging some of our perspectives. I think that, you know, a lot of times we think, you know, the way that we think is normal because or it's the the standard of, of how something should be thought about because it's 
these are our thoughts. But, you know, perspective is reality. And I think that we have to, you know, ask God to help us get a revelation of our thinking. And if there's anything in our minds that's not in alignment with the will or the word, you know, or ways of God, then we need to take courage and do the inside work of lining up with what God has already said about us, you know, and what God has already uh, declared as truth, because the highest form of, of our reality is the truth of God's word. But if we're unwilling to come up to that and we're bringing, you know, God's word down to our level of thinking, then our lives are going to be very challenging, right? And so I think it starts with accepting the truth of God's word as the highest the highest, I said the highest form of reality, but I meant to say the highest form of truth in our lives, right? When we accept that as the standard, then we can really begin to realign and really transform our thinking, okay? And how we do this is with the word of God, right? The Bible tells us that, you know, to meditate on the word of God day and night. This um, is said in, in the book of Joshua, right? And that as we meditate on the word day and night, then we'll make our own way successful. And sometimes I think we believe that God's success plan for our lives is going to drop out of the sky and into our laps and without us having to do much work or put much effort in. And that's not true at all, right? We are partnering with God. God has already done his part, right? Jesus. And we have to do our part the practical application of biblical concepts in order to bring about the manifestation, right? And so it's great because we can reprogram ourselves with the word of God by meditating on what the word of God says. And if you're not familiar and you're listening today, you're like, Ashley, okay, what do you mean meditate? What, what does that mean? Um, and when I say meditate on the word of God, you know, I think of a cow, like a cow, how a cow will chew grass, right? Chew it up, chew it up, chew it up, and then spit it out and then chew it up, chew it up, chew it up some more. And that's what we need to do with God's word. We need to chew up God's word and speak it out of our mouths, right? So we put it in, we're reading it out loud to ourselves. We're going over it again and again, and then we're declaring it in our lives, right? And then we're going back to reading and digesting it again. Then we're declaring it over our lives. And over time, right, this begins to transform our thinking. And I know it, it seems like, okay, so simple, or does this really work? But I, I'm a witness. This worked in my life. I know I had a, a terrible thought life when I became a Christian. And I learned about the power of meditating on God's word and that's what I did. You know, all the areas where I felt challenged in my thinking, challenged in my relationships or whatever it was, I would just find a scripture that promised me like the beauty for the ashes kind of thing, right? That I, I didn't want the ashes. I wanted the beauty. So I'm like, what's going to beautify my life? What scriptures are going to beautify these areas of my life? And that's what I looked for. And I found scriptures and I would just speak them over myself. I would write them down sometimes. If there was a certain scripture that was really hard for me to believe about myself or about my circumstance, sometimes I would write it you know, down three times each before bed or something like that until I noticed, oh, wow, you know, my thoughts were starting to really change. And that's because the word of God is alive. It's living. It knows what to do. And as all we have to do is, you know, allow it to get inside of us, right? We have to chew it up, like I said before. And as we do that, 
and we're intentional about that, then the word, because it's living, it begins to do its own work on the inside of you in your heart because the word has its own um, mechanical power, right? It has its own life, its own DNA, and it will begin to produce in your life. But you have to be intentional about it, you know? And then there are things in our environment that try to choke these types of um you know, this type of discipline out of us, right? Maybe not being around the right people or not having secured the type of support you need to think and live this way. Um, And then there are things like bitterness and jealousy and pride and all that type of stuff that will try to choke the truth of God's word out of your heart. So environment is really, really important as well to this process of really managing your thought life, okay? So you have to create an environment that's going to support these new thoughts that you're trying to create. You know, your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, and your habits determine your life. Your life is determined by your habits. You need new habits. You got to work backwards on this thing. And that's where we have to do the work. So when we plant new seeds by finding scriptures and, and speaking and making these declarations over ourselves, we're doing ourselves a disservice when our environment is not set up to support that type of growth. So that's a little bit, we have a part two today uh, that I want to get into, but I just want to share a little bit about my own personal journey with mental health and learning how to navigate my thought life and what that looked like. Um, I remember, you know, earlier in my life, I, you know, was not, um, I knew God, but I really didn't have a personal relationship of my own with him. So when I say I knew him, I should say I knew about God, right? I was raised to love God, and um, but I didn't really have a lot of knowledge, you know, or insight about what it meant to have a personal relationship with him. And I found myself at a church, and um, I just started learning. And I would just show up and, you know, go to the different programs, sign up for, you know, different classes, courses, things like that. And um, I remember one time, you know, at home seeking the Lord about feeling like I needed even more help beyond what I was experiencing, you know, in my Sunday experience at church to help me develop and grow in my thinking and in my thought life. And one thing led to another. I prayed. I was seeking the Lord. And then one day at church, I ran into someone at one of the programs. Um, well, I ran into um, a, a couple different people, but I, I was there in this program. I wanted to meet some of the leadership of the church um, or some of the leaders there. And I remember I was in line to leave that day, this particular program. And I was thinking in my mind, man, I think I'm going to ask one of these leaders about counseling because I felt like I needed somewhere, you know, a safe place to express what, you know, some of the things I had been through and some of the um, experiences I was feeling very challenged by. And I remember getting in line and I was so scared to open my mouth and, and ask for help. And, um, you know, cause I didn't really know if these people were trustworthy and things of that nature. I was just scared. Uh, for that reason and other reasons. And as I'm walking up into the line, uh, to the front of the line, uh, I'm going back and forth about it. And I had this like a mint or piece of candy, something in my hand. 
And as I went to like lift it, I think I was putting it in my purse, whatever I was going to do. Long story short, somebody knocked it out of my hand and it forced me to go get in the back of the line again as I, and to, you know, wait a whole nother period of time to meet these leaders. And so I had all this other time to now think about and decide, was I going to open my mouth and say, you know, hey, I think I need some Christian counseling or some help or whatever. So um, somehow, you know, the grace of God, I mustered up the courage to say, hey, you know, to the woman that was there, I'm thinking about getting some counseling. Do you know where I could find a Christian counselor or anything like that? And uh, she happened to be a Christian counselor. And she laughed and she said, I'm a, I'm a counselor. I said, no way. And she handed me her card. And I remember looking at the card and the title of her business. And I just knew it was where I was supposed to be. And so I spent that year going to counseling and it helped me tremendously. And so I know that sometimes church and counseling can kind of be a touchy subject, but you know, I feel like it's important to know what you need and to do that. If you need counseling, go get counseling. If you feel like, you know, you are thriving and everything is happening for you from your Sunday experience, then that's awesome too. But I, you know, I think it's critical to be honest with yourself about where you are in your mental health and then, you know, through prayer and just allow the grace of God to give you the courage to communicate your need. Okay, because God can't heal the things that we hide. And so they need to be exposed so that they can be dealt with in an appropriate way, in a safe way that will nurture your spiritual, emotional, and mental growth. This is part one of today's episode on mental health. If you've been listening to the Break Free podcast for any time now, you know I talk a lot about mindset, a lot about thinking. It's really the foundation of everything as it relates to our lives and our businesses and the quality of our relationships. And, you know, if you want your life or your business to transform, you have to transform your thinking. If you enjoy the Break Free podcast and want to stay connected to Ashley, subscribe to her email list by going to theashleywinston.com and receive the number one secret to overcoming obstacles and creating a life you love for free. Within this secret, you'll discover many keys to advancing your personal and professional goals and enjoy gaining the clarity that moves you forward at warp speed. Become a part of the Break Free family by signing up today and getting the inspiration you need to reach your next level of unstoppable. Stay up to date with Ashley's latest episodes and be the first to know about new offers, products, services, and events. Simply visit theashleywinston.com 